With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Violate my squad, my bank, yeah. Only chance in my team like Manu. Yeah, like Manu. Manny. Ready! It defies description. Goal. How about... Martial is isolated. Skirtle here. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined this evening by Sebi. Yo, what's good? We're good, bro. Coming off a win. Um, mm-hmm. So sh- should be a pleasant pod. Um, joined by another man. No no existing gripes or anything. Stevie. Yeah, man. Sebi, you're looking busy on your phone there. What are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> <laughs> You seem a bit agitated, oh. uh, Stevie. No, I, <laughs> I said, what are you like, like you what? Yeah. Stats, boy. If it's goals, we can find them. Well, no, I know we need to get to girls, but I know you mentioned stats, brother. So let me just give you a quick stat. Of course, of course. Let me give you a quick stat. So throughout this Man United team, you know, a lot of players have played and whatever. 
So Rashford, 892 mm-hmm. minutes, five goals. Jaden Sancho, 1,248 minutes, two goals. Greenwood, you man's boy, 1,700 minutes, six goals. Martial, 367 minutes, one goal. Cavani, 668 minutes, two goals. Oh, Rush is doing all right. Cool. What's your benchmark? Uh, and, and, <laughs> and Gaz, how are you doing, man? I'm all right, man. I'm enjoying the, the Sabine Stevie. I'm looking forward to the Sabine Stevie back and forth. I can't wait yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be what? This is the third, third week of the saga. First, I've got to do the usual and plug the socials. If you're not following us on Twitter, we're TLF underscore Mugger. We're also on YouTube. We're going to start posting the full visuals of the, of the pod on the YouTube as well uh, at TLF Mugger. So subscribe, like, leave a comment. Um, use the hashtag, Touchline Fracker. Join the conversation. If you enjoy the pod, share it with your friends. Um, last week, I spoke about the five-a-side league that we're starting in Shoreditch in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Mugger team is fully resourced. Looking like we'll be going up first against Chelsea Hour, Chelsea boys. Um, if you are interested in joining the team, because we could always do with more numbers, drop a DM to either the main account or me, preferably the main account, don't DM me, um, and we'll get that sorted out. Um, with that being said, let's get into it. So, Saturday's game, uh, top of the table, middle of the top, or bottom of the top of the table clash uh, at home <laughs> against uh, West Ham. Um, a one-nil win. Um, I'm going to start with you guys. Um, what did you think about the lineup? So um, um, I'll start off by taking you through the actual lineup from the game. So in goal, obviously we had uh, DDG, who's been ever present at right back. We had Diego Dallo. Harry Maguire came back in alongside Rafael Varane. We had uh, Tellez at left back. We had Fred McTominay and Bruno in midfield. Greenwood on the right, Alanga on the left, and Cristiano Ronaldo up front. Uh, what were your thoughts on the on the team on the performance? Um, the team wasn't that surprising. I mean, Alanga scored, so he staked his claim. And Ralph seems like he's a big fan of his sort of physical and athletic attributes in terms of his his runs in behind. And obviously, he's, he's fairly quick. Um, Maguire back in. I'm not. His, I'm not a fan of Maguire, but we have to accept at least for this season maybe Maguire's a, a mainstay. Um, so that's that. The rest of the team kind of made sense to me, if I'm honest with you. Um, Bruno again, he's. He's one of them players I just think we're not going to get rid of him anytime soon because he's always going to do something in the game. Do you know what I mean? So, um, But I'm a big fan of the 4-3-3. Always have been. It's one of my favourite favorite formations. I think most people would feel that way as well. Just in terms of the the, the way you can outnumber opposition, you can create overloads and you can be... I think you're, you're one, of, one of the formations where you've got balance across the pitch, shall I say. Um, but yeah... In terms of the team, it wasn't anything surprising per se. Wambasaka seems to completely lost his place to Diego Dallo. Um, so that right box spot we need to really, really attend to in the summer. But yeah, other than that, it wasn't a surprise. And it'll be interesting to see um, what we do in the summer with that right back, right back area. Thank you. Um, Seb, coming across um, to you, what were your thoughts going into the game? Obviously, West Ham are a team who they had a really hot period. They seem to be in a bit of good form, I think three wins in a row before they lost to Leeds. Um, what were your thoughts going into the game? Obviously, we got drawn out and we, we came to the Discord as we do. Um, but what were your thoughts going into the game? How confident or not confident were you? Um, to be fair, I, I didn't think we'd lose, but I wasn't really confident of a win, if I'm being totally honest. I, I knew it'd always be a tight match. And to be fair, I just think 
other than the fact that we've been like pretty poor slash shaky this season, um, throughout the years, West Ham have always been like a kind of bogey team. They've always given up a tough match and they've always managed to, you know, in like throughout the years, pull off those, you know, one-off stinkers versus us. And um, yeah, I was just, I don't, I don't think I was scared about that, but I just knew that it'd be a, a tough match going into this game. Mm-hmm. Stevie, you're you're a man like you're, you're not really happy with the team. You're not happy with certain players. I'm not going to name names now. We'll get into that as the pod goes on. Um, but but what were your thoughts going into the game? Um, I was worried actually, to be honest. Uh, West Ham much improved under David Moyes, and um, we've seeded so much control in games that every game just looks like it can go either way for us. There are a lot of games that I watched under Ragnick where um, teams, and under Oli as well, where teams just haven't been putting us to the sword. And I thought um, the weekend game could have been one of those that if they take their chances, it could be a long day for us. But yeah, surprisingly, it didn't turn out that way. So happy to see it, man. Mm. So I'll stay with you since we're here. Mm. Um, what did you think of the the, the the first half performance? Um... I thought we started okay or better than I've seen us start in previous games. Um, one thing I've seen, like sometimes I'll come into uh, United games two minutes in or something and I already see like the opposition have missed chances and we're absolutely getting clattered upon. Like, but but um, on the weekend, for once, I thought we actually looked like we were trying to control um, possession, we were trying to dominate. I think the crowd helped as well. The crowd seemed to be um, really on our side um, on the weekend. And I think it's been weird because in home games, we've been pretty poor um, of late. But yeah, on the weekend, it was good. Um, it's not a huge amount to, to, to talk about with the first half because I wouldn't say we created much even in the, in the entire 90. But I think we looked more likely to score than West Ham. Um, and I think towards... Uh, like the 25-30 minute mark, if I remember correctly, West Ham started growing into the game. Um, so a decent first half, improved on previous games, but yeah, um, not amazing. Amazing. Guys, um, do you agree with Stevie that um, the, the, while the performance may not have been, well, not may not have, was not much, much to write home about, that it was improved from previous performances? In yeah. terms of... In terms of cohesiveness, maybe I was trying to see what the team is trying to do. Yeah, sorry, I was muted. My bad. Yeah, um, no worries. I feel as though improvement in regards to not being dominated by the opposition is is true to is true to what Stevie said. Um, I wouldn't say we looked necessarily very fluid going forward. I wouldn't say there was like um, any of our players looked like they had. It hasn't looked like they've played together often. I think Serbi spoke about that a few weeks ago. It looks like these guys just off the street on the pitch. They haven't trained together. That still seems the case in terms of our attacking patterns and our ability to create opportunities or to sustain pressure for like a prolonged period. We really struggle to sort of uh, keep opposition in in their half for a very sustained period of time. Um, but yeah, I agree with Steve. It was better because we just weren't under the cosh per se. Um, but yeah. Cool. Um, Seb, um, what did you think about, I guess, yeah, the, the overall performance? Um I'm focusing more on on the second half. I'd say um, the last half an hour from kind of when Rashford came on, and we saw for a few other changes. 
Well, yeah, I think like um, throughout the game, uh, I think we, I would say like maybe controlled the game. Should I say like we we limited the amount of uh, chances West Ham had, and I felt like we was relatively comfortable. And then um, last thirty minutes, Ralph went four two four, um, which was uh, very very risky. However. Uh, I like that he knew that we had to win this game. And to be honest, it, it's true. It was actually a must-win game. Um, it's like, if you draw this game, um, West Ham, you know, remain above us, even though we'll have a game in hand, it's still a tough ask because we don't want to be yeah. fucking game in hand FC. So um, we, we go for the 4-2-4. And I think, like, Martial was, was, was definitely impactful in that game because um, he looked bright. He done a lot of like, he done a lot of nothing, but the nothing was like it was right. something. Yeah, it was nothing was something because <laughs> what he'll do, pick up the ball and he'll make like a nice sharp run, and it was something. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It was like something we had missed, but like ultimately, um, him picking up the ball uh, and then you know laying off to Cavani, um, I was a bit scared about that one. You know. Maybe he should have laid it off early. It seemed like it was just perfect anyway. And um, Rashford getting the, the 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 winner was kind of just because I think overall we we deserve to win that game. And um, the the to be fair, I just think like we pressured West Ham and we looked a more frightening team, especially um, in, in in the last thirty minutes. I think yeah. um, what Marshall like Marshall brought, brought a bit of incision. To our play, a bit of like drive. I feel like um, in and technical Langa, security as well. Technical security. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you looked at the players who played, Elanga, he's a willing runner, but not necessarily with the ball. Um, Ronaldo, boy, don't need to speak on him. Bruno, yeah, we will. We, oh, we will. <laughs> Bruno gets it and loses it, and Greenwood probably our most able of the lot at sort of running and driving at players. Um, I wouldn't say it's his best asset. I think he's more of a like cut in and shoot kind of person, but it wasn't his best day at the office uh, either yeah. on the weekend. So when Marshall actually came on and somebody who could actually probably progress the ball even five yards and not lose it, uh, it gave us something. We looked more threatening than previously, where, to be honest, without those subs, we could probably could have gone 120 minutes without scoring a goal. I think um, just off what you guys were saying with Martial, again, he still looked like a guy who hasn't played much football recently, mm. which shows how bad some of our other attacking players have been or what they lack he kind of brought into the game in terms of his incision. He's someone that will give it. I give it to you, you give it back to me, I give it to you. Those little give and goes and bounces and interchanges, which he's really good at when he's on form. He brought that into the game. And obviously, like you saw that with the goal, he's, um, that Rashford ended up scoring. Um, so, yeah, it was just good to see someone that you know can look after the ball and look to be a bit incisive. In comparison to how we've been recently, you know, we've been quite dull to watch. So, yeah, I I, I completely agree. Um, you you call the game a must win there, Seb, and and with that game, we go into fourth, 38, 38 points, twenty two games played. We've got Chelsea above us, uh, two games played ahead of us, while being nine points ahead of us, and we've got West Ham. Um, below us, they've played one more game and a point behind. Arsenal behind them, who've played a game less than their two points uh, behind us. And then Spurs behind them, who've played two games less than us and are two points behind. So 
it really congested in terms of that top four now. And I think you can go as high as Chelsea and as low as uh, Spurs. And potentially people might keep want to keep an eye out for, for Wolves as well. Um, we've got yeah, two. Right. We've got two. <laughs> I said people may want to keep an eye out for. I mean, <laughs> they dealt with us. They dealt with us, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's a good week for us, though. A really good week for us. Like, two weeks. Together. Two weeks off. I know. Like I was deep in it the other day. Like we come on all these pods, and uh, the performances aren't where they want, and it kind of leaves you with a feeling that we're losing games. But in terms of our destiny, in terms of, I guess, getting that top four spot, which is what we can really realistically fight for this season. Um, how are you guys How are you guys feeling today, right now? Um, come to you you first, guys. Sorry, could you just uh, what, repeat the question for me, please, bro? Sorry, <laughs> nah, man. Apologies. apologies. Nah, nah. I'll ask somebody else, and off their answer, you guess the question. Yeah, go, on, go, go, on, go on, Stevie. <laughs> He was there staring. I was thinking, oh, yeah, he's mad attentive, boy. He's really listening. Yeah, he's, That's how you do it, guys. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Hands up, hands up, hands up. You can miss some gal you're listening to them. Listen to We're doing a live. Well done, well done. Nice one, lads. That was good. He's all like leaning forward, leaning forward, like, mm, mm, oh. mm. <laughs> You listen to Muga. I'm, I'm Stevie, a regular over to you, brother. Um. <laughs> Go on, Stevie. Um, I think, yeah, Spurs are picking up a bit of pace under Conte. I know, obviously, they've, they've been crashed upon many a time uh, by Chelsea in the last month or so, but... <laughs> which is actually, is actually ridiculous, but... I think they look um, they look decent. Arsenal have made strides under Arteta as well. I think the real interesting thing is that we like going towards the back end of the season. Our fixture list is a bit bonkers. Um, we're playing all the supposed easy teams now, um, and so depends what position we are when we start that sort of heavy fixture run. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if the easy run now is going to play into play well into our hands later on in the season or not. I think it's going to be hard to tell, but we'll be in there or thereabouts. I don't know if I'd say I feel confident about it now. Was that enough clues for you guys? <laughs> this guy, Ram. Ram, you know. Um, Seb, um, so, so what are your thoughts regarding how things are shaping up for us in the top four, in the top four race? Um, had had um Chelsea kept on the kept up their form before December, I'd say no. Like I'd say it's impossible. However, we have something to look up to. You know, what I mean, we're looking above the table and we see all right, cool. Chelsea are there, and Chelsea are really there for the taking. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, the the teams behind us can pretty much like win their games, like. Spurs only have to win one game, and you know that's it. Do you know what I'm trying to say, uh, well, for this period anyway, and they're they're ahead of us. Arsenal, I don't know if it's one or two games. Either way, um, the fact that Chelsea have been dragged back into the situation give, it fills me with uh, much more confidence uh, because really and truly, the only player that they're really missing is like Reese James. I know they do say Chilwell, but I think Reese James is like their biggest miss. So what they currently have. Yeah, well, but what they currently have is what they have. However, we're missing a Paul Pogba to come back uh, towards the back end of the season. And regardless of like how people feel about him, 
he does create a bunch of chances. So we do then have an opportunity um, to get even better than what we're doing. We also have more time to um, understand the way how Ralph wants to play. And to be fair, I don't want to jinx it, but over the last two games, I feel like structurally we've been much better. We've been better at like limiting chances. And I just feel like we've played generally better um, over the last two games. So uh, whether, you know, we're trending upwards or we've got to a certain level where we can actually like play a decent type of football, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I just think uh, the worst of Man United is probably over. And that doesn't mean we're not going to lose games. It just means that the worst is is over and um, there's probably more positive things to come. So, yeah. I, that's, I, what they, I'm, that's what they I'm said confident. about Bitcoin. And it's still dropping. Well, but the dip in it. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Um, <laughs> like, which one's the dip? Yeah, that picture. Bide at the dip. What you thought was a dip? Yeah, what we you thought was a dip? What you thought was a dip? I know Stevie. I know Stevie's hemorrhaging money right now, boy. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. How about you? How, how much are you? Are you? Are you enjoying um what you see and how how confident are you in the top four race um shaping up shaping up over the coming months? Um. I think like, the fixtures are, are fairly in our favour. Well, they kind of have been over the last period anyway, so me saying that is kind of null and void. But if I just look at who we're playing in the next couple of games, um, we've got Burnley away, Southampton at home. We've got Leeds away and Watford at home. I think we say this all the time, but those are games we should be winning no matter what. Um, we always seem to pam Leeds, so I'm expecting us to take points there. Same with the Watford game. Watford just lost their gaffer. Um, Southampton might be a bit tricky, um, but it, there I expect us to win those four games. You know, and then I look at our rivals, Chelsea being dragged back in, as, as I said, we said, um, it kind of gives us an opportunity to potentially catch up to them. Um, and again, I think the big thing is if Pogba comes back, we are a better team with him. There's no way anyone could tell me otherwise. The guy is one of our better footballers, um, one of our most technically secure, if not the most, and someone that looks to make chances and be positive on the ball. So. Yeah, I'm fairly positive. And we seem, as Stevie said, I think we seem ever so slightly better um, off the ball quite recently, as well as on it. Um, Ralph did say he's looking for more from us on the ball to just be more technically secure, to look after the ball better. Mm. Um, and I think I'm going to give him some time to do that, man. It, there's been progress, so we can only judge him on what we've seen in the last couple of games, just like we judged him when we were struggling. Yeah, I mean, as we do an episode better, we can judge him on that now and say, well, there's a sign that something could be there. At least for this season, and we see what happens. So, no, no yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think um, for me, um, when I look at the team and what you guys mentioned in terms of improving the possession, A, I don't see the amount of vertical passes that are apparently a staple of how he likes his teams to play. And secondly, I'm looking at the team. Let's say the team that lined up against West Ham is our strongest side. I'm looking at a, a couple of positions where I see a, a, a media upgrades in Pogba for Fred, and Rashford um, for Alanga, which makes us a, a much better team technically, um, a much more of a threat. Um, let's talk firstly about um, Rashford. Stevie and Sebi, um, this is the third edition of this. Stevie, you, you made a, a, an appearance a couple... Before you, before you let, me, let, me, let, me finish, let, me, let me finish the preamble. No, but, no, no not we'll, even on Rashford. Let him, land, let him land, let him land. Let not him even land. on Rashford, but I actually think um, Shaw's an upgrade on Tellers as well. 
Um, Fair enough. I I, pro- I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So three three positions where we could we can distinctly upgrade. Actually, I think there's a fourth. Greenwood up top. Um, and the idea of Sancho, <laughs> the, the idea of Sancho on on the right. And the thing is, as bad as Sancho has been, Ronaldo has been. You see, he, he, he's awful. Yeah, well, that guy's a name, bro. I don't like him. I, I hate that guy. I can't lie. <laughs> he's that. actually awful. And do you know why he, he kills it? Bro, if I like he's not get in him a out team, as soon as possible, man. Give me the front. If he's, Give me the if he's not in a team that's creating chances, his his use is almost null and void. He's here to put chances away. And if we're not creating chances, he's absolutely kind of abject at this point. I can't even I can't even comment on Ronaldo because <laughs> if I say I told you so again, Mariah and, will kick me off. And but also, Fairland said they told you so. I mean, I'm not gonna forgive me for not not like giving you applause at the time because you didn't watch Juventus. I know you didn't watch Juventus, so it was what based on every week it yeah, was you based talk on... about a foreign league that I didn't watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> last week it was the Bundesliga. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you're always like, oh yeah, I told you not about. So what I'm, no. what I'm so really what's gonna happen is... now? Yeah, is in 15 minutes you're gonna ask me about Ten Hag. I'm going to say he's good, and then you're going to say, I don't watch the Air Division. So, I will ask so you about Dunham. I, 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 specifically, I'd already in my mind given you Poch. Given oh, what he knows, I will go from there. Well, we know I don't watch League One, that's for sure. So. Just judge him strictly on his time at Tottenham. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Ronaldo, I think those four, if we could Im- improve those four players, and we've got players in the squad who can do that, I think we become much better going forward. Um, the question is, what do you potentially lose defensively? Um, so I guess we can talk through and we can talk through players. So like I was saying before you you came in there, um, Stevie, um, Rashford, um, obviously he's grabbed a goal, grabbed a winner against West Ham. I think that's four 90-minute-plus um, winners um, in Premier League history, most in Premier League history. So the reason I know that is because you kept retweeting it and I think you've posted it in the Mugger chat. Um, so for me, he's the natural player who comes in for Alanga. I think Alanga plays because of his physical attributes. And when you're playing in a side that's not particularly mobile, you do need a player who offensively can beat players and stretch the pitch, make the pitch big and make those beyond runs. But in terms of how you want to press, in theory, a player who can also cover cover lots of ground really quickly. Um, so naturally, I feel Rashford comes in there. Se- um, Sebi, let me, let me come to you first. You went on last week. Stevie made it very clear. He thought he dealt with you, you know, sent you to the doldrums. Um, address that first. Let's just start with that. It's funny. I didn't even listen to the pod. So this is actually <laughs> news, to my, news to my ears that Stevie was talking stick talk when I'm not here. Do you know what? That's, 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 that's I'm not shocked. Like, I'm not shocked, innit? Yeah, I mean, Stevie's the type of guy to talk behind somebody's back in it. So, yeah, I mean, now, now, now I'm here. You ain't saying much. You're talking about, you're talking about sure. I just expected you to listen to our podcast. Talking about tellers and that, bro. You don't want to talk too much, but yeah, man, Rashford. You know, last two games, um, and you know, you know, I know nobody really wants to talk about the three 0 but here, what I'm saying is the game before the three 0 we was two 0 up. Right, and we saw what happened. So Rashford comes and makes sure that free no, you can't come back. The game's done. Do you know what mm. I'm trying to say? Like it's finished because we've we we've 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 drew, we've drawn from two two new two new up before. Or even we've lost from there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we've held we've felt that pain. 
So coming on and grabbing that goal. And you know what? I was really, really happy about that goal because everyone expected him to take a touch. When he takes a touch, you know, fam, this chance is gone. But taking it first time was like, oh, okay. Like maybe you've had a talking to, maybe you've had time to sit down, like, you know, get that confidence back or, you know, just analyse your game. So taking that first time, it wasn't a player that was short of confidence. I was actually really, really happy with that. And then the, I'm, I'm less so happy about the winner because the winner is like an easy chance, right? Is as a right winger, this is what you should be doing. You should you should be making that run. That's basic. It's obviously like great that it's the winner, but it was more so the goal before that because that's not like... It is an easy chance, but w- when your player is short of confidence, they take one touch and then another player blocks it. The fact that he took that first time was like okay, like that was that 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 um finish was w- w- which is what I was more like impressed with. So also uh, on the right side as well, wasn't it? We all yeah, both, both goals on the right side as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah both goals on the right hand side. And maybe again, like Rashford is twenty four, right? So mm. me me saying that ah uh, he can't play right hand side, he can't. But if a coach comes and says ah oh, this is how you play that position, or this is the type of attributes you're going to use for that position. So whether that's, okay, your finishing is going to be one-touch finishing, right? Or, you know, you're, you more, you might have to rely more on your movement or you might have to cross a little bit early. You're going to have to use different attributes on the right than you would have to use for your left. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a different position. And you're going to have to be, well, usually you're going to have to be a, a bit more creative on the right than you are on the left. However, what he's doing is finding himself in, in goal scoring opportunities and he's, he's taking them really, really well. So I just think um, that's like been a massive improvement. And then I, I, I'm not surprised, like, again, like you see all the players on the pitch and he's the one that's grabbing the crucial goals regardless of the, the slander. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you got you got Stevie's boys all on the pitch. They ain't really doing too much. They're, just, they're like prancing about. But again, it's the boy doctor, Doctor Marcus Rashford, that actually comes through and, and, and saves us. So, yeah, man, I'm just 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 happy about that. And he's he's out in Dubai doing warm weather training. He's in the what, what do you man call it? What's that? The that that chamber thing in Dragon Ball Z. He's there. Hyperbolic you know time chamber. Yeah, yeah, that thing. So he's right there getting a training, and hopefully he can he can kick on. But he seems to have maybe mentally gotten off that rough patch from you know, the tweets, and I'm sure he's, like, really happy. And all the comments as well from, like, Rio, all these other people, you can tell, like, they've spoken to him, right? You can tell, like, Rio Fernand, all these legends, like, all these players have spoken to him. Um, and even, like, the Man United account doing, like, extra stuff. Like, you can tell that, yeah, like, yeah, everyone's really behind him, apart from Stevie. I think also with Rash, though, just before Stevie goes and Stevie counteracts Sebi, I think just maybe he needed a couple of games on the bench um, just to, to get himself back into the groove of things. Like, constantly playing isn't necessarily always the way to get back into form. Sometimes it can be for certain players, but maybe he just needed that period on the bench, coming off the bench, scoring some goals, getting the confidence back, getting himself back into the groove of things. Um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily see the benching thing as a bad thing either, especially if we can now get Rash the Rash that we know him to be. Um, Stevie may not agree with what Rashford is per se, but I think it's um, certainly a good look for him. And I'm happy for him. He's a he's a good lad. He's a Man United boy. And he's a really good player when he's on it. So I think it's a benefit for us for him to be firing rather than not. Also, mm-hmm. lastly, that's how he should have been brought in. Like, he shouldn't have been, uh, he scored two goals, all right, now you start every game. No, no, no. Like, after you come off your injury, after you come off your operation, you should have been right. brought in slowly. Oh, yeah. 
right? You should have you, you should have been on the bench for a while, and then slowly but surely, eventually, okay, now you build up, now you play ninety minutes. You don't play twenty minutes, then play ninety minutes. Bro, it's especially like, all the injuries he's had. He's had a hell of a lot of injury, man, like crazy yeah. amount. And he's yeah. played through with them, played with them as well. I don't think which is gross misconduct in terms of player looking after your players and whatnot. But that's a story yeah. for another day, isn't it? I hear it. So they've uh, they've um, bombarded you with a monologue there, Stevie. Um, so your your opportunity. Um, what are your thoughts? Rashford, where where you stood, where you standing now? Are we gonna edit some of that out on the podcast? Nah, like, no, man. Like, man spoke about for for about five minutes. Was it five minutes? Rashford. He went on and on and on. Man scored a tapping and he scored a finish. Okay. Like, there's nothing even for me to, to really say. Like I said, he's he should be an impact sub. And that's what he's done, in it? So he's doing his job. Like, I don't want to see a bad Marcus Rashford. He's certainly not as bad as he's been playing in the last few weeks. He scored a goal. Striker scores a goal. Nothing really to talk about. Fair okay. enough. So a player wins the match, gets us into fourth. Nothing to talk about. What would you? Where would you be without him? Where would I be? Yeah. In the same position. No, you'd be in Ghana, bro, drowning your sorrows. <laughs> no, bro. Look, look, look. With Rashford, yeah, I just think that it's two and two for him, yeah. And I think he's done this, and many players have done this in their career, yeah. They'll go for a hot spell, they'll go for a bad spell. Is Marcus Rashford going to give me a half a season of a hot spell? He's done it before. I don't know. I don't know. We're seeing it. That's that's what we're waiting to see. But don't come and talk to me. Don't, about don't two, beg it, though. Two goals in one week. No, don't on, beg man. it. Don't come beg on, it. Seb, you're better than that, man. Don't beg it, though. Don't that. run. You got nah, your, 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 your toes changing. Now you're like unsure. Now you're like, oh, maybe I do you know like it. Maybe you're being diplomatic. No, oh, no, don't do all of that. Don't do that. Stand on it. Stand on it. Now you're. Now you're, trying, say, to be, now you're trying to be a professional. The, the diplomats, I'm ready. Now you're trying to be a professional. Now you're trying to be a professional. This is Origi Bull. This is Origi Bull. Now you're trying to be a professional. This is Origi Kill me. That's the title of the pod. That might be the title of the pod, you know? I didn't want to have to go there, to be honest. That's the title. That's the pod title. I'm right. You're killing me. I'm doing. I know. I'm not going to send one to love. He's holding it in. He's holding it. Oh man, that's that's a tough. That's tough, man. That's, that's real tough. I mean, no, no rebuttal, really. <laughs> I was just gonna say, bruv. Anyway, naturally, bruv, there'll be egg on Stevie's face, man. No, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. That was good. I don't know if you meant that. Did you mean that one? That was of course, good. man. He, he did, he did. Um, cool. So we spoke, we spoke about Rashford. Um, obviously, like we said, the goals have come from the right hand side. But we've mentioned on previous pods that um, we've mentioned on previous pods that 
Sancho is best on the right-hand side. And he, he's having a really down time. I've suffered a bereavement in the family, so he's taken some time. And I guess these two oh, weeks yeah. are perfect for him to kind of get get his head straight and, you know, almost break up his season and come back ready, focus. Obviously, he, was, he wasn't in any of the clips that Rashford shared with Lingard, but I wouldn't be surprised if if he's right. out there with them too, you know, a change of scenery, getting sh- sharper, ready, ready to come back in the second half of the season. Um, so, second player that I mentioned potentially coming into the team in Jaden Sancho. Um, is there anybody who doesn't want to give him another kind of maybe stretch of games to, to, to see how he's feeling after the winter break? I'll start with you, Stevie, because you've been pretty, yeah, you've been on this case. Yeah, he's been he's been nothing short of dire, hasn't he? It's sad, man. It's sad. We had such such high hopes from him. Um, I I would like to see the pressure taken off him a bit. So I wouldn't even mind if he was on the subs bench. Um, to be honest, just based on what I saw from Marshall, it looks like Marshall is sharper than him. Certainly in terms of trying to get at his man. Um, so, to be honest, I wouldn't mind Marshall getting more minutes ahead of Sancho. Um, but in terms of what that does for the longevity of the team, I'm not sure it's the best thing. But in terms of getting us top four now, um, he might be he might be the go-to person, to be honest. But with Sancho, it's, it's hard for me to justify him starting off based off anything he's done in this season. Mm. Any hopes would just be based on the fact that he's black and he had good time at Dortmund but Marshall is also black so that cancels it out yeah you, you you're you're wild um I'll come across <laughs> I'll come across I'm being real. I'm I know real. you are I, and you are and you're wild both you know what actually though, on that I might be tempted to even say I want to see some med medbury minutes based on based on what because he's not playing for Tunisia my guy they no, gave him a look he's having a good little... time there he crashed it on the Niger ops Yes, they did play well. though. They gave him a little run out in the in the in the Arab Cup. All that. Now the adults are playing, man. <laughs> Just vibes, man. Um, where do where do you stand, um, <clears throat> Gad? Because for me, like I I can't watch Bruno Fernandez anymore. <laughs> I can't. My eyes are bleeding. Um, CV says he based on nothing. He doesn't want to see Sancho in this team. He's he's right. done nothing to deserve it. Yeah. Um, I didn't say based you, on nothing. I said he's yeah. done nothing this season. That yeah. Is, wow, you have chopped up my words. <laughs> I mean, you literally just said that. It was just kind of a short... Based on nothing, he's done this season. Yeah, so... Oh, okay. come on, I need to finish the that, sentence. That kind of paraphrasing was dirty for me. That's Listen, man. Stuff. Well, good stuff that you're here. Good, good that you're here, right? <laughs> good that I'm listening, innit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, how, how about you? Is Sancho that I play... Is Sancho a player you'd like to see in the starting eleven anytime soon, or do you think our best starting eleven for now doesn't feature him? I think um, I'd like to see him come off the bench last twenty when we're winning um, and get confidence. You like think that. he's an Origi sort? No, 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 no. Get confidence like that. Build it up. Like it's not like every day jump into the fire. Expect you know the pressure for you to go and win us the game. Sometimes when like. There's only certain players that can go and win you a game, right? So I'm saying sometimes um, you like that one, Stevie. If you get, yeah, it, you so get yeah, it. You know, so you know. uh, sometimes um, <laughs> like just just come on when we're winning and just vibes ball, bro. Just like vibes ball, you know, get some touches and just see what you can do. I think it's best 
to for a player like that that loves touches on the ball that loves combination play, it's a confidence thing, right? If the whole team is confident and the whole team is popping it and the whole team's winning, I think he's got to thrive. And I think then after you do that, you then increase his minutes and then eventually start him. But just throwing him straight in there, it's just not going to work. He needs time to just get his confidence back up. Um, especially, yeah, like if we're two, three, no up, get his confidence up. Wait, so you've added that caveat. That's that's not yeah. going to happen often, brother. <sighs> I think maybe season, against Burnley. I think Burnley we can go. I, I think Burnley we can go. We can go two, no up, and then yeah, just bring him on. Like bring him on to vibes. Like it literally last ten minutes, and then okay, eventually. So I, last I, get, I get your point, but I say this. Obviously, he comes with the price tag, the expectation. Do you mm. not think that when? A player like that, you give them 20 minutes. It's, it's a, actually pressure on them to do something to get make an impression to get themselves more minutes. I think, I think it I think, on yeah. the touch of the game, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think Sebi's point was to... Sebi was saying, like, if we're winning 3-0, I think there's a bit less yeah, pressure. Yeah, and that's what threw me off because how often is that going to happen? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. If we're that, winning three 0 yeah, that, great. You come on with no pressure. All right, but even yeah, if yeah. We're, <laughs> even if we're like, I don't. But I, I think we should wait though. I think even if we're winning two 0 like bring him on. But I think we should wait. If we're winning one 0 I wouldn't bring him on because it's still like a lot of pressure. The game's still in a the balance. There's still you know, a lot of things riding there. In my opinion, just the Damn. type of player he is, like mentally, I think he he needs to he needs to he needs a reset, right? He needs a reset. Cultural so, reset, yeah. Yeah, so, like, let's let's start fresh, right? Let's start fresh. Do what happened to Rashford. And I think he, he won't feel away because he's just seeing what's happened to a player that's been there longer than he has. Mm. So now it's like, okay, this is what's happened to Rashford. All right, now let me come on. Let me do my thing. Let me get some touches. Hopefully, let me score a goal. Let me just get my confidence up and let me build it like that. I generally just feel like throwing him into another high-pressure situation while your confidence is low just adds more pressure on him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. You wait for a, a, a situation where there's less pressure and then build him up from there. And I think that can only t- that could, that might take about three or four games. But I think if you just slowly build him up like that again, I think he'll be fine in about four or five games, man. And he 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 could be good for the last stretch of the season. You know what what the thing is 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 a delicate balance, though, isn't it? If it goes like four or five games and they're all like too close for comfort, and then I don't know, we bring on let's say Marshall, we bring on Lingard, and Sancho doesn't get any minutes there. He's lucky though; he's... they're going though. I think uh, Lingard, Lingard's uh, well, Marshall's close to Sevilla, yeah. uh, and Lingard uh, apparently Newcastle are going to give us a crazy loan fee of ten million. Yeah, ten million, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so potentially he he could be the only option. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I th- I think if we try and use him too sparingly, then in his mind he'll know that, or he'll be thinking, when I do come on, I have to show something. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Otherwise, I'm not playing again, and it just it just depends how how your luck rolls that day when you come on and also what kind of mental player are you? Like, will you thrive under that pressure or will you crumble? And I, I don't think we know enough about him yet to, Ralph, to say Ralph, Ralph actually spoke on him. Yeah. I think, like, Ralph was going to have him involved in the Brentford game before the bereavement. And Ralph yeah. just spoke about, like, how he had one-to-one conversations with him. Like, I think obvious, it's obvious to the eye he seems to be very much a confidence player. And his confidence is shot. I think, like, the whole social media thing where... They've been doing a mean thing. Man, see that they see the memes and the yeah, troops yeah. thing and the banter, which is funny to us. 
obviously these are human beings as well at the same time. We're not just talking about yeah. robots here. We're talking about people who see things and they take things personally. So yeah. it's understandable if that somewhat affected his performances as, as well as having to adjust to the difference in the physicality from the Bundesliga to here, which Ralph also said. He said he feels Sancho still adjusting to that. Um, but he said in training, like Sancho is one of the best players. And again, I know we know a lot of players who are insane yeah. in training and yeah. sometimes struggle to make that translate into the match. Yeah. But I don't think Sancho is one of those players because we, I think we've seen enough of him. The one thing, again, I've always associated him to be so technically secure. And that's, yeah. he's, that's he's not been that. He's been loose yeah. with his touch. The ball's that, been... That's so damning to me. I can't, I can't, like, I can't even rely on you to do the things you're good at. It's just yeah. insane, um, man. So you know I feel like that all relates to confidence for me because obviously I, have, I feel we've all played football. When your confidence I, I, I agree is there, with that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Do, you, do you know when, like, Sancho, because he's been so bad, you give him hope. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you're so bad and you're doing yeah. the things that you, we, like, you should be able to control ball. So we, we give you, basically, because he's been so bad, we're like, all right, cool. We know you're not that bad, right? So the fact that you can't control ball isn't a an, an ability thing, right? It's not it's a not, thing. Yeah. It's a confidence thing, right? That's literally why... Where we're cool because if he had been able to control the ball and he was cool but couldn't get past players, we'll be like, oh, shit, okay, we, we might be fucked here. But the fact that he's not even controlling the ball, not getting past players, he, he's passing accuracy, something he's actually genuinely good at, is going no, 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 left, no. right, and center, like his touches all over the place. That's basically that's a mental issue. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I think a mental issue is easy to fix. It's not easy, but it's a fixable issue rather than a player that's generally not suited, not good enough, right? Not good, not not good enough. And then uh, you saying that he's good in training, I'm not surprised. Small sided games, he's probably it's ripping like he's... everybody, ripping everybody up. However, Man United, you gotta understand we're transitioning from Oli. So all the wild players that play for Man United are at um, a hindrance because. You need like PMP because mm-hmm. as soon as you get the ball, you have two players on you as a Man United wide forward. Because the way how our team structured, we never get into like one v one errors. So you always get the opposing winger who's come back to double up plus the fullback that you always have to work against. So rarely, you rarely get a chance to actually show what you've got one v one. That's just the nature of the game and the way we play. However, as we slowly transition and we get a bit better. And, you know, our footballing gets better. Hopefully, the coach after Ralph is like a football-playing coach. Then we'll see more of a Jaden Sancho in 1v1 situations rather than having to go past two, three players, think, which is like a PMP team. I think also, just I know we spent a bit of time on this one, but I think it's, it's worth the conversation. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Two things that are interesting me. Again, we haven't necessarily got players around him who are the most technically secure either. So yeah. I'm not I'm not blaming I'm not blaming them on his faults because at the end of the day, we have to look at what he's performed on the pitch and it hasn't been great. But at the same time, I think he's someone that relies upon having other ballers around him and he hasn't necessarily Agreed. got that. Just off what you said in terms of him playing on the right as well, Mariah, I think Ralph came out and said that he thinks Sancho's actually better on the left. Yeah, um, so I, I saw that as well. 
Yeah. It'll be interesting think, to see what we do with that in terms of role. Does that mean it's a Rashford on the right, Sancho on the left? Is yeah. Rashford's been coming on on the right, so it looks like he, he's he's gearing up for that. And I, I don't, to me, I feel like he's based. Obviously, when we played Arsenal, he he was key in the two goals that we 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 that got. Little set he gave for the penalty was great. Yeah, for, 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 from the left, and I think he can play on either side in theory. But where you're talking about him just getting his confidence in, and his basics back. Um, I like him being able to play on the right and either come inside or go mm. wide. I feel like when you play on the left and you're cut, you, you almost all he almost ha- always yeah, comes yeah, inside yeah. and it kind of your, your your fullbacks almost always anticipating and they're just kind of ready there, you know. And he he really takes the long way around. So we'll, we'll see. Um, I don't think we'll see the best of him this season at this point. I think we reset. New manager comes in. You go again next season. Some, but if you get us three or four goals. Um, enough that we're not you're not getting compared to guys like Sargent. Uh, Chelsea ain't got centre backs with more goals than you. That, that's all right. That's all right for old Mariah. Um, the next player I want to talk about who I imagine would come in and, and partner um, Scott McTominay in midfield is Paul Pogba. Obviously, um, the victim of some real disgraceful stuff from our fan base uh, over over the weekend, um, where he had to take down a Instagram post related to him. Um, traveling to celebrate his religion um he typically doesn't i was actually quite pissed off that he he did but uh what uh the point that elijah made was that typically um the stuff that he posts isn't uh religious religion related and he probably didn't want that sort of stuff underneath that type of post um if he wasn't going already this is our fan base who posted this by the way if he wasn't going already um, he, he's definitely going now, and I, I know Jules Lorenz mentioned in the summer that he feels like he, he can't do anything right. Nothing he does is good enough for the ex players or the fans. Um, but you heard Ralph waxing lyrical about him when he came back into training, and he's really eager. What sort of impact do you think he can bring replacing Fred between now and the end of the season? So, uh, Stevie, I'll come to you. You haven't spoken in a while, yeah. Um it's just, it's just going forward, isn't it? It's just, it's just quality. Um, we are clearly devoid of a player who can progress the ball, who can spread the play, you can just do the things that you'd need a competent top six, top four midfielder to do um, as a central midfielder. So, yeah, he's, he'll bring us a lot going forward. Um, Obviously, I think I'm the most balanced one on the Paul Pogba debate. So I guess the question is, what will what self self acclaimed <laughs> most balanced? Just give your opinion a go, yeah. I said I think I'm the most balanced. What? Just give your opinion. Keep it jogging, good sir. Keep going. You're supposed to be like an unbiased host, but I don't like the vibe I'm getting from you these days. <laughs> I'm not gonna even rise to that. Yeah. Keep going. Keep it in check. Keep it in check, mate. Um, yeah, go on. <laughs> Um, Yeah, I just think, I think, I just really hope that defensively, he's just on the money for his remaining time at United. And I'd really like for him to leave with this remainder of the season and it kind of be like a a great sort of fairy tale story. Because my concern is that we're already so open defensively that if we take out uh, one of Dumb and Dumber, we're going to be even more open. Does Fred do anything defensively? You know what? Fred Fred gets in faces. He pressures the ball fairly well. What's the success rate? 
A lot of pressing. It's definitely like 30 or 40%. Yeah. Well, you're I being mean, generous. You're being generous. I, I forget. Yeah. Somebody posted stuff like being like 5% yeah. success rate. But he's, yeah. he, is, he is more diligent in his in his defensive work and in his intensity. I really... Than, than he also gives the ball away as much as well. I, I, I yeah. really don't even know if that... I think he, he literally runs around more and people and have the illusion him. that he's doing stuff. Constantly getting bypassed, constantly leaving holes, pressing and not winning the ball back. I think he's actually quite hilarious. And then, like so Seb you... said, not to mention the, the stark difference in, in possession. Yeah, so... Pogba's not the best defensively. I completely I completely agree. I don't care at this point. We just take so... it. And Okay, but my question is, so what, are you taking uh, Fred out? Um, I think Ralph will take Fred out. I'll take McTominay out. I just think okay. Ralph will take Fred out. I'm keeping McTominay in, bro. I, I definitely not keeping you Fred. Are, you can't spot talent. Whatever, whatever, you know, man. I can spot talent. I can see you there, bro. Pogba, new style. See your hair. <laughs> cool. And the final <laughs> player we mentioned was um, uh, Luke Shaw at left back. So, Seb, what are your thoughts on Pelic <laughs> as of right now? I, I think he's doing an, an average job. I think he's doing an average job, a bang average job, steady Eddie. I don't think he's had shit games. I don't think he's had good games. I don't think he relatively excels in anything. But I'd rather steady Eddie that's positionally correct than Luke Shaw. I, I, I don't know where to stand. Because, bro, the guy literally, like, he's always in the wrong position. Sometimes he can deliver a ball. Sometimes he can't. Sometimes he can defend. Sometimes he can't. I'd rather uh, Steady Eddie giving me a 5, 6 out of 10 every single game than somebody once that gives me a 7 or 8 and then next day he wants to give me a 2. And then also he doesn't know, you know, distance and width between his centre-back. He don't know where to stand to receive the ball when the keeper's playing out. Sometimes he acts like he don't want the ball. So in my opinion, I think, I, I genuinely think um, Tellers is better than Luke Shaw. I think Luke Shaw has the ability to reach a higher level than, than Tellez, but that higher level is not sustainable, right? And then his lowest of low levels are just hor horrible. Mm -hmm. And there was one thing that we could count on Luke Shaw was defensively. I think just defensively over the last, like, 12 months for, for, for club, he's been absolutely fucking atrocious. Like, he's been disgusting for, for, for Manchester United defensively. And that was the one thing we could count on. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not really having him at all. And I, the thing is, Luke Shaw trick y'all. So he tricks a lot of English people. So hopefully, because he tricks them and he's got value, we can send him to Everton, bro. Like, or West Ham, one of them teams, man. Or Newcastle, <laughs> fuck it. Newcastle stay up and, and send him to Newcastle. Newcastle got to become the new Everton, man. Yeah, all, all, the, all the top clubs dead wood. Cool, yeah. that, that's interesting. So through this period, and we're going to have a lot of talk about managerial staff and players moving. So let's let's start with the players moving. And you already mentioned it, Seb, um, but it's looking um, like Martial, Sevilla's all but done. I think they saw that cameo and they were just like me. Wow, he can move. Like, he can <laughs> actually move and he's mobile again, um, which I'm happy for him because, honestly, early in the season, he was looking stiff as hell. He looked like he had no explosion no, no movement whatsoever. But they like what they saw. Looks like we've agreed a fee, and they're going to pay his wages. Um, do you think that we are making a mistake letting him go? Yes, yes, because I think like Martial. <sighs> the thing is, Martial's poor form, and come where he was number nine. He's best in his poor form. Come where he is number nine, right? He has no reason to be a number nine in this team. 
uh, currently right now. However, and also he has the ability um, to pick up the ball and like drive past players and commit players. Jada Sancho should be doing what he's doing. Martial is just doing it better, which is weird to say because Martial ain't really played. But Martial, yeah, has the ability to basically commit players and open up opportunities for like for for, for goals and stuff like that. So I do think it's a mistake. However, in the in, in a longer term vision, I feel like him going on loan and playing more allows us to get. Um, value for him at the end of the season and just cut ties um, but it could be costly in regards to us performing as a team but yeah we could sell him at the end of the season if he bangs Fair enough uh, the second one is like you guys just mentioned again or you again Seb is Jesse Lingard um, to Newcastle for a loan fee which looks to be around 10 million apparently they're pushing hard they've got a win on the weekend and they're really trying to stay up after that investment you don't want to get into that tussle of the championship um gaz uh, this is a guy who did really well um for west ham last season and we definitely thought that we'd be able to get a good return um or failing that he'd be able to come in and have some impact and he did have some impact in the early weeks but then he was he was dropped when he was outperforming the likes of sancho the rashfords the the greenwoods uh, even the Brunos. Um, how how do you see him doing at uh, at Newcastle if if this goes if this goes through? Jesse, bro, he's he's first. Like, I shouldn't be the first thing I talk about, but I just think like he's someone that's really good for like the dressing room when he's when he's happy. Like he's someone that everyone seems to like. So I think he'll bring a, a good buzz to like the Newcastle changing room. Um, obviously, he's played at the highest level in terms of like for England and United, so he'll bring that wealth of experience to them as well. Um, bro, he's a he's a good player when he's when he's happy and when he's on format. West Ham, he was, but he looked like the the big fish in the ponds. You know what I'm saying? So I like Jesse. I wish him all the best, man. Um, I think he'll do well there. I think he's one of them players that end up probably helping to keep them up. Um, so yeah, I, I wish him all the best, man. He's a good player. I don't think he's necessarily good enough to be first team player at United, but he doesn't want to be a squad player. He hasn't played much. We sold him a dream as well. So we sold him a dream he would get the fair fight and he didn't necessarily get that as we, whilst potentially outperforming a lot of players as well. So rightfully so, he should have been gone in the summer. He's still here now, so all the best to him. Mm. Um, Stevie, Marshall, Lingard, how, how do you feel about those outgoings, potential outgoings? <clears throat> yeah, I think um, I think the damage has been done. Uh, they are both good players in their own rights. On their day, uh, Lingard, <laughs> fair caveats. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's the nature of our wide man, isn't it? Um, with, with Lingard, is um, it's sad that it's it's gone this way, um, both from a financial perspective and the way we've we've kind of treated him, man. Like as a as an academy player, like we shouldn't have sold him this dream, as Gaz said. Oli realistically knew that he wasn't going to play. Let's get some money for him. Let's get him his move to West Ham as well and just just end it there. It would have been better for both parties. So it's poor the way that's been handled. And our club loves doing that, like losing value with players. Uh, Marshall. Um, the Marshall was interesting. I, I think it's best to let him go on loan. Um, I think we need to move on from Marshall. He's been at our club 
I think it's what, like six years or something? Seven, like that. seven, seven yeah. Yeah, man. And, and we just romanticize Marshall a bit too much. And unfortunately, he's not quite turned out into the Ballon d'Or winner. that that our claws might have thought he might do Um, Sevilla looks like a a good move from him, good level for him to go and regain his confidence, Spain's a bit slower so maybe he'll look a bit more impactful there Uh, yeah I think it's just, it's the right time I think for him to go Also yeah, I I just realised the reason why Man United didn't sell Lingard to uh, West Ham because we're top four rivals Rivals, yeah Yeah, and then also West Ham came in again and I think United categorically just said no, um, which mm, makes actually have to, sense. You have to hold that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess if, if their perspective was less about the fear and more about the fact that the, how much it would cost and you potentially finishing above us with a season of the form he showed for you lot um, is not worth the 20 million or 15 million you were going to give us. Um, that makes you know sense. How much... But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense in August when we were supposed to title contenders. about being title contenders. Uh, yeah. But still, like, I think, like, the, the the least I can say this club looks at everything from a business perspective. From a business perspective, you calculate the risk and you're like, mm, the risk is, uh, let's say, title contenders between, we should be one to four, right? And this is like somebody who could be potentially in one of those places. So let's like minimise that risk and let's keep him here. On top of that, it's like maybe as well as that, the club knew Oli was leaving, you know, this season. So if Oli's losing this season and we're going to get a new manager at the end of the season, potentially he may want to keep Lingard. Um, because I don't think... We, we didn't really make any brush decisions. We didn't do much uh, in the summer in regards yeah. to letting players leave. And I think, you know, the the guy at the end of the season, um, whoever comes in permanently, is going to have his pick of the players that still want to stay. I think Pogba, regardless, is gone. But I think Jesse Lingard could get trying to stay on a contract, regardless, of, uh, depending on who comes in or, or, or not. But ultimately, like Dad said, I don't think he's good enough to start at United. Um, and I think we we needed the Well, I think we needed the money because I think we could have taken it and used a fair chunk of it to invest in a centre midfielder. Realistically, how how much better would West Ham have been if they'd signed Lingard is what I would have thought if I was the United board. And I think it would have been troubling to me if I was on the United board and people were saying we need to worry about where West Ham might finish. Like that doesn't seem like the right way to think for a club of our stature. Yeah. That makes sense. So those are the outgoings. Let's talk about, um, firstly, obviously, Ragnick came in, manager interim to the end of the season, and then getting a new manager in, which I imagine he'll be involved in the discussions. Had an article come out in in The Athletic today talking about four main names, um, Mauricio Pochettino, Eric Ten Hag, Luis Enrique, and Julian Lopetegui. So uh, a smorgasbord of managers from the continent. Um, Stevie, I'm going to come across to you. Of course, the man to tell me all about Lopo Segui. I'm joking. Um... <laughs> you know what, yeah? I, I prepared for it. I prepared for Lopo Segui. <laughs> sure. Um, if, if you did, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear your, um, your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, let's chuck that to Stevie. Let's chuck that to Stevie. Oh, were you joking? No, well, I checked, I checked where they are on the <laughs> table. <laughs> 
Come on. Ain't no one watching Sevilla on a regular week. Yeah, I don't need you to I didn't need you to watch them, but um checking their record, any little tidbits you may have found um from him. Um no, you know what with, with Lopetegi, I think he's an interesting what did candidate. you say? What was his name? Lopetegi. Okay. No. <laughs> Good. What are you trying to catch me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to get you back for that Arigi Arigi yeah, ball for yeah, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> I can't believe that's still on your mind. Lighten up, brother. Next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think he's had he's had a pretty inc- um, impressive career. I think obviously the 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 question marks around him was when he um, he left the Spain job acrimoniously. Um, to go to Real and it didn't quite work out for him. But a lot of managers have been at Real and it not worked out for them um, and have gone on to have really good careers. The guy's done a really good job at Sevilla. I think they play a good attacking brand of football. I haven't watched it, so I can't... I, I think can't, they're second uh, now, you know. Yeah, they're, they se- they're second. They're only four points behind um, Real Madrid as well. Um, so I don't think it's crazy that his name's in the hat. And to be honest, if I look at the stature of the other managers who've been touted, do they have much more pedigree than him? Not massively. Probably, um, probably not. He he won the Europa League with them. I believe he won. Did he win the Super Cup as well? Um, right. Let me let me check. Um, Lopetegui while we're, we're talking, and he was a manager who I think. Because of the way thing, his Spain side was again another solid Spain side, and I think because of the way things ended, um, yeah. it kind of put a dampener. Um, no, yeah, it's left a bit of a, uh, a, a sort it of dampener, and so it was very yeah. hard for him to then be a success at Real Madrid because you know he, he actually Real Madrid leaked it, he, he mm. then it leaked to the players, and then they sacked him. And it's like you've left Spain early ahead of the World Cup, and then. You're going into the season off the back of all of that, so yeah. it was a mess. So he's he he's done well to kind of step back, rebuild himself, um, and yeah, he he'll be looking for the next step up. You know, yeah. he's he's gone backwards, and then he's he's going to be looking for a team that can potentially yeah. uh, champion league um, every single season, bigger budgets to spend, and you know it would be great if he could get Marshall back in the mood, <laughs> bring him back, bring him back, bring him back with you. That's yep, that's good enough for me. Let's get let's 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 get yeah. cooking. So we'll yeah, see I it. think I just think as an as an option, he shouldn't be looked as as lesser than any of the other candidates there because I think he's I think he's probably around the same level. Mm. Um, next one, Eric Ten Hag. Obviously, we we hear so much about his his Ajax side. We we saw the exploits in the Champions League a few few years ago, seconds away from the Champions League final. Um, and he's the one I think I'm not going to call people hipsters, but he's he seems to have a lot of um he's the hipster respect. Favorite. Yeah, the hipsters. Yeah, you can say it, bro. I, I don't know if they are hipsters though. I don't know if that's the right word to call it. He's a manager. Yeah, he's a manager. The football hipsters, though, he definitely is. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a manager. Um, he's a manager who's very much um, prime for that next step up. His Ajax team this season: twenty games, fifteen wins, three draws, two losses, sixty-one goals for, five goals against, a plus fifty-six goal difference after um, twenty games. My issue is if you've only conceded five goals. How have you managed to draw three and lose two? Yeah, it's crazy. You've I only think five goals in twenty games. So you're battering the shit sides, yeah. 
couple couple sticky games, they've they, they been giving it to you. That, that, that's what I say. They beat PSV on the weekend, and I think I think I think either it's over the luck. It must be the um, entirety of this season. But someone sent me a stat this week saying he scored. Um, their team has scored ninety-two goals, all comps, and conceded nine. Someone um, sent that you that stat. stat. They specifically sent you that stat. Well, <laughs> it, was in, it was in our group chat. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Stevie, I've got some look. I've got some Eric Ten Hag stats. Yeah, yeah. Dying to take a look at. They did really well in the Champions League as well. They cleared their group comfortably. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah they cleared their group comfortably. So again, um, he's a manager who teams will be looking at, and you know the the, the PSGs, the Manchester Cities, um, they'll be looking at him as well. So. I think yeah, I'm I'm happy to have his his name in the hat. Um, next to our two managers who've been in the game a bit longer and a bit more familiar to us. Firstly, Luis Enrique. I think this one's a long shot. He's got a World Cup in November. Um, yeah. I don't really think he respects the joke. I remember uh, yes. like uh, a few months ago they asked him about it. the way he was looking. It's like Fam United. Nah. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> I think he felt, I think he even slightly felt disrespected like that. Like, um, nah, nah, how dare he? He's, how dare he's, having he? Enough, he's uh, ma- managed Roma. He's managed. He's managed all sorts. Man, man, like, man, he seems like, like a bit of, He seems like also with Enrique character. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him. He looks like, like he wants Enrique, to be, he looks like a villain. Can you, unpack, can you unpack that? That's a that's a big uh, that's a big yeah, shot. Yeah, he's just got, he's just got slick back. Gelled hair, he's always looking like crisp and prim and proper. You know what, as well? His painting's quite young, wants... man. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to roll up his sleeves in, in Carrington, like north of north of England, and really get down and dirty. Work I think with, he even um, spoke about raw, the weather, you know. Raw gems like Rashford. Yeah. I think he spoke about what the weather. I'm sure he, he spoke about it being cold and stuff like that, or whatever. Yeah, it definitely, definitely, definitely spoke about something like that, I'm sure. <laughs> When they were asking him about the job, I was like, yeah, this guy, he's not on it, man. Yeah. His Spain team's young, man. I don't know why. I feel like he, it's an opportunity for him to really like, create his his Spain mm-hmm. team over like a sustained period. So, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, especially with the World Cup coming as well, as, as you guys mentioned. I don't know why you'd want to come and United. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a great point. Um, it's not the Spain of 10 years ago, 12 years ago, who was sweeping all before them. But watch them in the, the the final against France. They were they were really good. Considering they just need a bit more quality, mm. a bit more quality. But it's a, it's an impressive. It's impressive the game. They, you know, when they lost Italy, they were quite impressive in that game. You know, they were. They they number were. nine, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be peak for, for not Morata, yeah. obviously. And, yeah, and yeah. I just yeah. think like the Manchester United job is stressful, and I think we're gonna hear more and more about when people leave the environment about how it's a it's a mess. It's a mess inside that place, man. And players are just like, you know what? I just need to get out of here. You know, in Manchester United, you may be playing me loads, but I really can't do anything here. And I guess uh, the final manager is the guy who was a favourite a year ago. It seems that people have called on him somewhat. Uh, PSG's Mauricio Pochettino. Um, Gaz, where are you with Pochettino? Is he your favourite for the job? Where were you a year ago? Where are you now? Um, I've always been a big fan of his. Um, I was really impressed with the work that he did, he did at Tottenham. Um, in terms of like how I remember watching Monday Night Football and he changed, he changed firstly at the time when he left Southampton, they were the hardest running team. He took over Spurs. They were the, they had covered the least ground in the Prem and they ended up being one of the teams that covered the most ground firstly. So that's obviously a key component of his teams. As we all know, is the pressing and the hard running. 
Um, we've always heard, we've all heard about how his training is as well. Obviously, the PSG thing. We look at that and we're like, hmm. You you should you should win the league every year without fail. Um, mm. And he didn't do that. But at the same time, I I don't know that Messi signing is a blessing and a curse at the same time. I, again, it's Messi. A is, up, it's a straight up curse. He's got less goals than goal. um, Verratti. Boy, like don't get me wrong, he's he's the goat for me. But at the league same goal. time, yeah, he's the goat. But it's but like at the same time. Like, he doesn't fit. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. fit with what they're trying to do. The thing, the reason why he was able to do what he was supposed to do at Barcelona past his prime is the team revolved around him. His yeah. usage of the ball, you get into these metrics in comparison. The ball went through him at all times, constantly. So he's making all the passes. He's finishing all all the chances. He's creating all the chances as well. He's not getting that much of the ball at, at PSG. He's sharing that ball with Mbappe. He's sharing that ball with he's sharing that ball with Neymar as well. Neymar probably the one who's on the ball the most, the best of, best of the three. Um, so well, I remember that City game. I remember the City PSG game. You man must remember the, the pictures of yeah. and the video clips of the walking and the walking bro. And that's how he plays now. He doesn't run around at all, and he doesn't need. He didn't need to for Barcelona. It seems like a tough, tough job, man. I can't lie to you. Um, I think as just to go off the Poch thing, I think. I'd prefer him or Ten Hag. Um, I'm gonna give him a blight on the on the PSG team based upon what he has around him, and I don't think it's necessarily the most conducive the conducive squad to to get in what he wants from a team. Which yeah. is, firstly, we know he wants his team to run hard on and off the ball, not just going forward but going back. And I don't think he has that necessarily at PSG. Maybe he should have known that before he went there. But who says no to PSG at the same time? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. club as well, isn't it? Um, but I don't know with yeah, Poch, exactly. Poch, with, Poch, club, yeah. with Poch, it'll be interesting to see if he does come in. What happens with obviously, we know his teams have always had fullbacks that are well, especially the Tottenham team had fullbacks who are basically the wingers in a sense, and they're very high and wide. Walker, Trippier, Danny Rose. I can't remember who was other. Was it Ben Davis at the time still there? Was he there? It might have been him. Yeah, anyway, he was there. I don't know. I don't see Wambasaka being that guy. Dallow isn't good enough. So again, we always talk about our fullbacks and how fullbacks are, our fullbacks aren't good enough, and we're going to probably have to invest heavily, whether it's Poch or not. But if it is Poch, we would have to look at that area as a key component as to as to what we're looking to do going forward. Um, but yeah, I, I like him. I'm a fan of his. Um, I'm gonna give him a blow on that PhD thing. Cool. How, how do you? Where do you stand, Seb and um, Stevie? Um. Yeah, with, with, with Poch. The PST, the PSG thing is bizarre for a man who bases his team. I don't want to say primarily on running, but he needs a hard-working team. You can't give him a team where he's handicapped. Where I mean, your entire forward line doesn't run. I mean, you might be able to get away with one, and even at Man United, we complain with Ronaldo not tracking back and saying that might not work. So with three, it's nigh on impossible for him to marry up that brand of football with the personnel he has. So I think his hands are a bit tired, but I think they're just still question marks about his ability to close and just do it at the highest level. I don't think any of the, um, the people being touted for that appointment are perfect. Ten Hag doesn't have a CV at a top European club just yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, like I said, I think all the all the um, all the contenders for the job are there or they're about the same level to be honest from ability. So, whoever we go with, just wish them luck, boy. 
I think, but there's if we look at the best coaches in the world, yeah. they're all in jobs to 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 minor yeah. anyway. I don't, yeah. I can't think of many others that I can say I would want to come in other than the guys we've already spoken about and yeah, exactly. reported in ten in Poch, um, in Lewis Enrique, for example. I yeah, I can't see any yeah. other direction for us to go in. Um, but it'd just be interesting. Obviously, Ralph Ralph's teams is all about pressing and working hard. So whether it's ten Hag or Poch. You know, we know these guys are keen on that as well. So some of that should be a seamless transition. But obviously, 10 is a bit more possession-based, a bit more positional-based. Not more like Pep Guardiola, whereas Ralph is, you know, Ralph isn't necessarily... There are similarities and there are some clashes as well. So that's what will be really interesting. And does Ralph play a part in that as well? Does, is Ralph involved in those conversations about the next manager? I remember when he yeah, said... He said, "He said, uh, if I do a good job here, who knows? I might be in the running as well." That, <laughs> <laughs> that died a quick death, boy. He, he needs, boy. he yeah. needs to allow it. And I guess the next thing for me um, is uh, talks about Richard Arnold um, getting in contact with ex-United players to find out where their grievances are regarding the club. So apparently, he's spoken to Gary Neville. Oh, really? We're screwed, we're screwed, boys. Oh, Did, Gary, Gary Neville joined Labour. That's a bigger cause for concern. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep this. Let's keep the politics off this pod, Stevie. Right, no, Stranger things could happen, you know. <sighs> yeah, let's not talk on on that. But yeah, he's not. That's not what I want to hear. I don't think any of them have a clue, to be honest with you. Yeah. And we talk about this club being stuck in the old days. Those guys are firmly. Stuck in the, in the old, old days. days, and I think another number of them are bitter that they haven't been more involved, um, mm. up until now, and they kind of use their their platform that they have in the media to kind of slag off the the current situation. So I don't even want you guys' thoughts on that. That that is what it is. Um, when did that come out? Then, Where did that come out? I must have missed it. Uh, I saw it earlier today. Um, yeah, I saw it earlier today. I I, I was gonna post it in the space. I was like, fuck all that, man. I probably didn't mm. want to ruin you. Saw you guys' eyes, man. Um, we'll talk about a few players that we've been linked to. Um, Bubaka Kamara, you all know him well, Stevie. Um, he's the Marseille player. He's gonna, looking like he's going to be available for free. Well, not looking like. He's going to be available for free in the summer. Plays DM and also um, centre-back. Um, we've been speaking to him. Aston Villa have been speaking to him. Leeds have been looking uh, speaking mm-hmm. to him. They're trying to get $10 million for him. Cash out. Cash out. Um before that contract goes, um, I think I'm all right, you know. Yeah, I'm I think good. I, I'm good. I think I'm all Especially right. When you, I, even though, yeah, these clubs are signing better players than us generally, anyway. When I hear the clubs that are in for him, I'm like, mm, whoa, no, yeah, not, not, not just that as well. Um, it's just when I look at him and I've, I've watched a few more clips, to be fair, some of the comments you guys make, um, at the time, yeah, it was like, he's a bit stiff. <laughs> Has he got the space? Because um, <laughs> has he got the space in the prem to kind of go through? You may you would just get the French declare rice, man. Um, so, <laughs> so so best to probably avoid that. Um, another midfielder that we were linked with, um, uh, Dennis Zakaria, whose name has been banded about for the, almost the whole of January, um, in talks with Bayern and Dortmund. Um, for those who've watched him, they they don't sound that impressed. I don't know how much you guys know about him. How much you may have seen of him? Um, any thoughts about us potentially getting Zakaria? It seems like we really want a midfielder. He's shit. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's fucking so shit, man. Any time I've heard his name mentioned, I've only Let me talk to me about him. He's fucking shit. Let me talk to me on that. What's um? What he's like a worse version of McTom. 
and just black. That's insane. I'm telling you, he's shit. That's quite worrying, bro. Like he's shit. Like, like he's a horrible, horrible touch. Um, just like everything is just shit. Like, he's shit. there's no way. Um, yeah, there's no way that he should be playing for Man United. The different, the different. You getting a friend? Nah. The thing is, yeah, as well is like other big clubs are linked with taking him, but they're linked with taking him, and like he's gonna be their seventh choice. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, United will come and play him and start him. Yeah, bro. United will come and play him and give him valuable minutes. That's the insane thing. So, yeah, I, I, like, I'm not on that. Like, let's, let's just stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from that, man. And then that's just another body, man. Yeah. Um, another mouth to feed, and you're not going to sell him on. So, listen, we've suffered for this long. So, suffer a little bit longer. Um, and, and, and finally, um, Isak of Real Sociedad. Release clauses eighty five million. Newcastle bid sixty for him was rejected. Um, mm-hmm. Any of you interested in us getting another striker? What who? Yeah, is that? Oh, that? oh my yeah. boy! Hey, shower man, I'm on that. I'm on that. Get Ronaldo's yeah. one. I'm on that. He's yeah, like, surprised. Pure, I'm not on it. He, he's a pure yeah. hooper, you know. Hey, off the dribble. The left hand put. Hey, when I right hand pull up, the left hand pull up. That passing hey. shit come real easy to a pure hooper like hooper. this. Hey, he's a pure hooper. And the thing is, as well, yeah, like especially for how I think that United have to play with a four-three-three, you need like uh, your your centre forward to one um, be great on the ball. Like, so I don't want you to drop all the way into centre midfield like fucking Ronaldo. However, when you go and go and collect the ball, I want you to be able to beat players. I want you to show some skill. The guy is literally rolling back the game, man. He's rolling back the years. He's, he's, <laughs> like, he's bringing fam, football back, yeah? Fam, bringing football back, bro. When I say the guy's got an elite source. His fam, feet, I think, yeah, his yeah, he's top. Will I he think, back, though? I don't I, think. I, 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 I don't I, think. I, I, I don't, I don't know if he's like prolific here, yeah, but I think here yeah, is if you're wide forward, so if you can get a well structured team, uh, similar to like Liverpool, right? Where the and goals are spread, you, isn't it? Where the goals are spread, I think it'll be, I think it'll be useful. Mm. Yeah, but that's us expecting. That. That's us expecting Mason and Sanch and Rash to to. I think that's make, very possible. Know, five or ten to their level, isn't it? I think that's very possible if you're like getting a better coach and if you're improving the team as a whole. I think that's very possible. And also on top of that, I think he, like uh, well, I, I can't remember how old Asak is, but I think he's still young. Um, yeah, and, I mean, 22, 23. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got time to grow, bro. And I think yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah, man. If he can, bro, I think you know if he can step up and start hitting like twenties and whatever, that's enough. And then the other wide forward, you man should be hitting fifteens and twenties as well. I think that, that that's that's enough to, to, to take us. I hear yeah, you, brother. By him, man. I'm not convinced by him. I think is there, is there another striker that you want, um, BB? Just... Yeah, I I would really like us to go in for um, Vlaovic. Um, personally, I think he's I think he's top. Like, like him, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I like I like the look of him. Um, with with Isak, he's he he, he hey, looks yo. like. He looks like a footballer with lots of technical ability, yeah, but I just don't think he's goal scorer minded enough. Like when I've watched him for Sweden, he looks like he can do good things on the ball, but I don't want to say he reminds me of Havertz, but he's kind of a player with ability, but I don't see enough in games from him. 
I just see occasional moments from him. Um, and I don't know if he's he's at that top level. Obviously, he's young, technically gifted. So I think there's a lot of um, hype there's, around him. There's scope, in it. There's scope for him as well. There is scope to improve. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. definitely. There's a lot of potential there. But personally, I wouldn't want to take the gamble on him. Mm, I hear you guys. Cool. It'll be interesting to see to see what we get. Um, like I mentioned, we've got four players within the squad. We're gonna lose Pogba, um, so we need for me. I need we need three midfielders. Fred and McTominay should be strictly bench options. Um, we need a left back. We need a right back. I mean, we need five players this summer. I'll go. I'll go one more with DDG. Left back, right back, two central midfielders plus the first one off the bench. Um, then McTominay and Fred can be in the mixer. You've got Sancho, Rashford, Greenwood. Um, I think we're going to get one central. Yeah, Ronaldo Cavani needs to cut, man. Old heads. Um, let's, let's, let's finish with some listeners' questions. First one is from C Business Only, uh, regular listener, also part of the Mugger Five Aside team. What would you like slash expect the club and other footballers to do in regards to backing Pogba after the latest episode of Disgusting Hate that he's been getting? What can realistically be done to combat this hatred that certain ethnic players get? Nothing can be done on social media. Do you know what I mean? It's like so sad that that's obviously happened to Pogba. I think the thing is as well, I think there's like, there's a generation, right? So I think it might be like Gen Z, like with all those like fake accounts and all of these like weird accounts or whatever that are like totally changed the trolling game. Right, they all got multiple accounts, all their friends on group chats, and it's like so weird. It's so like it's incel behavior in it. So, the only thing that could be done is by the social media platforms itself to kind of prevent and actually f- track these incels down and you know, actually bring them to justice for it, whether it's racist behavior or discriminatory behavior or whatever. I think it's on the, the social media platforms itself. Um, I don't think clubs, the clubs can't do anything. Like, they, they, they can't find these accounts or whatever. Um, and then also, for me, probably should be able to post whatever you, whatever you want. It's not on the clubs. It's more so on the social media platforms, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, Stevie, guys, anything you might want to add? Um, the first part of the question was about, like, the club and the player supporting them. Um, yeah. I haven't seen anything per se, but that's because I'm not that active on, on the socials like that, but to my to my knowledge, the club would normally come out and support them back there. If they haven't, I'd be a bit surprised. But then he deleted it, so there was that as well. Um, I think there could be a message sent out to, to say we support Paul and whatnot, but um, in terms of what so we can do in terms of, there's, there's always going to be weirdos and losers who can come and do what they want behind fake accounts and stuff, as Eddie said, so it's hard to really People are going to have their opinions on things and they're going to use any way possible to get that out there. So it's, it's a tough one. But in terms of the players and the club support, of course, there's always scope for that, for sure. Cool. Uh, question from SWVG Lord One. Is Rashford the most important United player? Because as a neutral, he is the only player that can consist, constantly pam someone all game. I don't know about the last part about consistently pamming someone all game. Like, however, I do think he's the most main, important Man United player. Mm. Cool. Um, <laughs> go on, Stevie. 
the audio won't do the audio the audio won't do this what you just did justice gonna have to clip it up (laughs) (laughs) on the edge of his seat wondering if you're gonna rock him again Stevie thinking have I got one more more time time (laughs) has said said to the metaverse He's never experienced anything like that in his in his podcast in life. Let's not really get spun. He's, he's... That was sensational. That was too potent. That was too potent. Hey, Stevie, Stevie, yeah, Stevie, yeah, what's good? You're ugly, man. <laughs> that is, that's what I wanted. So, guys, um, this is business only again, and we've discussed the, the managers linked to us uh, this summer. Which one do you guys actually think would suit us best? As in, who would get the most out of the majority of players in our squad currently? Potch, I think. Mm, potentially, yeah. Do you think Potch we have enough high-energy pressing players for Poch? But he's taking them. He took Spurs from like zero to that yeah. pressing. So that's the only thing I say. I could only say is like maybe Poch. Yeah. Got to drop Ronaldo think, and Cavani, man. Of course. With ten, with ten, you would need. We'd need to obviously we plan to bring players in, but we would need to really upgrade some of us. The players technical level, yeah. Bro, yeah. it will take a lot of. It will take a lot of bringing players in or if there's players in the youth setup that he really, really likes, implementing them into that as well. I think Poch might be a slightly quicker and easier transition. But if we're looking to really overhaul the whole structure of the club and and, and having someone that's going to bring in a structure that's going to last over a period of time, it might longer term be 10. So, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Poch will be more seamless, that's for sure, personally. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next question is from United CM 98 24th of Jan and still no midfield signings. Would you be happy with McFruno to the end of the season if it means we get reinforcements in the summer? It's not McFruno, bro. Why are they trying to change oh, the name? Is, it's, 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 it's McBread. It's <laughs> McBread. <laughs> That's what it is, bro. McBread is obviously we have McFred. McBread is Yeah, Yeah, no, wouldn't be happy, but I, I don't know, like because the the midfielders that we're, we're we're linked with ain't really pushing a needle. So you know, again, like if 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 it's the guys that we're linked with, then I'm 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 happy to chill. However, um, you know, the guys that we're linked with are not the only midfielders in the world. So <laughs> I don't know what United are on, but again, it's, it's January as well, isn't it? Oh, it's hard to get good business. Out. It's hard to get good business yeah. mid season. We know that. But Rogers I think that's the that. scary thing because these like the generational talents here, yeah, they get linked with clubs like a whole season in advance. Like we know more than likely Tuchemeni is going somewhere this <sighs> summer. But I haven't had any United link with him whatsoever. United are not linked with those players, you know. It's so mad that we're never linked with <laughs> all of those, like, players that are, like, open goals that we think, yeah. Those players that, you know, like, everybody's, like, looking at the young players, we're never linked with them. I don't ever. get it. 
ever. And then I think we tried to go in for Kamavinga in the last week, and then he just shunned us, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I think a serious club, yeah, because I think I saw in the Athletic they said we were we're gonna start drumming up our transfer list targets yeah, we'll this week. Like, bro, what have you been doing for the last seven years? We just need a midfielder. Like, do your job. Give me a break, man. We need more than one as well. We need, yeah. three. We, need three. Three. we need three. We need three. We need three for a bit, bro. We'll take two. We need three, but we'll take two. At this, at this point in January, you should be showing their parents' houses in Manchester. I like already. Not now drawing up, not already, now drawing up um, your, your, your scouting list. <laughs> your list, yes, and saying that. You should have this stuff wrapped up. You get me? Cool. Next one is from uh, Yaga Yao, also known as Rodney. Question for Stevie. What's it like supporting United and Ghana? Yo, this week was bleak. I'm not gonna lie, this week was proper bleak. But I'm especially, a real one. Especially the fact one. that you got sent off as well. <laughs> Love the party jibes, isn't it? Um I'm not gonna lie, Afcon. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna be fake and pretend like I, I watched it or even attempted attempted to watch it. So the Ghana L's, I knew we were a dead team. I did not expect us to lose to Comoros, but yeah, yeah man, it football's is what it tough is, right yeah. now. Man. Football's tough right now. But a question back for our lovely uh, listener: How is it supporting Man United and Trinidad? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll get him to respond in the chat and we'll post it on the on the Twitter account. Uh, next one is from Young underscore MU. United have historically always had the best English talent in their most successful periods. How much of an effect do you think the inflated prices of English players has had on us post-Fergie? Big facts. Maguire. Nah, Maguire but the thing is, that's big facts. That's big facts, you know. Yeah, well, typically, infl- typically, we'd have Harry Kane, Jack Grealish, Jude Bellingham, We'd Jude, have those. Oh my god! We'd have Jude, Wait, bro. Fact. When we went in for him, he would have come in. No brainer. Young as well. Come on, man. Yeah. Harry Kane, we would have snatched him. We would have snatched him from Spurs. Yeah. If we would have snatched him, that could have been here, bro. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Yeah. I think we could still run it back though. Like, there's a there's a couple players that you know I got my eye on. I got my eye on James Madison. Hopefully, we can ship Bruno. Um, I got my eye on. I think we can still run it back for Jude. Uh, I think it's like very much like still possible. He's only nineteen. Got yeah, we've got, we've he's got the Sancho connection there. Come yeah, still, Sancho, Sancho's advice: don't come. Don't come. <laughs> it might be, that, you know, for real. It might be, but don't come, brother. Cool. Um, yeah, and no, I think it's, it's before we were the biggest players in the market, and we were but... actually able to just bully teams, like offer them crazy money. Um, and they, they'd be silly not to take it. Um, it's a new now gen it's as well, though, isn't it? It's a new gen, man. That's a, that's yeah. It. yeah. But then also, like, there are so many talented players in the championship that we just like we we never seem to have our eyes on, except Daniel James. Like, it's it's bizarre. For what players come to mind that you feel like we've missed out on badly in the last few years? So Sebi mentioned um, Madison. We missed out on. Bellingham. Who did you say, Sabi? Sorry, Nevers. When he was in the championship. Oh, when he was in the championship. Yeah. Even even Finn looks good. Um, Olise. I don't. Know, I'm not too sure about Eze. I heard um, there's a there's the youth of I think it's for Fulham. Carvalho. Yeah, he's a baller, you know. I heard he's, he's doing the madness, bro. Yeah. He's cold. I, heard, I, heard, I think West Ham 
and a few other teams are looking at him, and that's what that's the one. Those right, are the signings. Those are the signings that we should be making before the middle club sign them, and then yeah. we have to pay seventy million for them after they've banged for two seasons. Yeah, then it becomes insane. Like, at least they went for eight million. How, how much would he be now? Selling for in two, three years, he's gonna go I for think, fifty, sixty. I feel like United have just, especially the Woodward period. Like United was just a club of. I need a big signing for the big yeah, exactly. wheel, for the big promo, the Pogba, the, the yeah, yeah. Alexis Sanchez with the piano. I think a lot of that goes into the process of what they think they yeah. need to do. Piano uh, FC, you know, that, that was an insane time. Yeah, Piano we, FC. We've lost our um like Fergie, as much as he'd make a marquee signing, for every marquee signing he'd make, he'd probably make a signing that would go under the radar completely, but a player mm. who would probably still play. 40 50 mm. games for us, yeah, exactly. Um, and we, we're not doing that anymore, like, we're just buying, we're either not being active and not doing anything, or we're spending big money on, on the players, of players. Massive that's pressure. And the second is unforgivable. If we're spending big money on top talent, that's fine. You got a squad full of top players, yeah. your top team, million on but when you're spending big money on players who are not of the levels, you're screwed, bro, man. You're seeing... 80 million. 80... Oh, my... Bro. Bro. Yeah. He would have... Fergie would have never signed off Wan-Bissaka for 50. He would have gone off the way. Parish at there's, there's some fraud there, man. There's some fraud with that, all them deals, man. There's no, no, way. no way. No way would we have done that. Cool. Um, Next one. Um, And this can be the last one. Nah, that's fine. That one's been answered on the pod. Um, so yeah, we've run for a minute. We always do. Seb, Gaz, Stevie, yeah. it's a pleasure. No Premier League this weekend, so you guys take the week off next week. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you put your feet up, enjoy yourself. Uh, I'll see you the week after. Yeah, come on, love my guys. Yeah, Rashford, he's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Sports Social Podcast Network.